Good afternoon and welcome to From Where We Are, stories of news and culture through the lens of USC and Southern California. I'm Claire Fogarty coming to you live from Studio B in USC's Annenberg Media Center. And I'm Nicole Bednar. It's Tuesday, February 21st, 2023. Happy Mardi Gras. For students at USC, don't forget, it's also the first day to cast your vote for the USG elections. Vote on. On today's show, Mayor Karen Bass spoke at a town hall on anti-Semitism in L.A. Los Angeles County firefighters return from Turkey. USC student government voting starts today. And a conversation with a model who walked in New York Fashion Week. All that and more from where we are. But first, these news headlines. Russian President Vladimir Putin announced that Russia is suspending its participation in the New START Treaty. This is the last prominent nuclear arms treaty with the United States that places a cap on the number of nuclear warheads the two nations can deploy. According to Andrei Baklitsky from the UN Institute for Disarmament Research, the suspension of the treaty is not equal to leaving the treaty. Putin said that the country will be ready to test their nuclear weapons if necessary and will do so if the United States tests first. The Supreme Court heard oral arguments today in the Gonzalez v. Google case that could change the future of internet law. This case marks the first time in the highest court in the land that has confronted the Communications Decency Act. Section 230 of that act holds that social media platforms like Facebook and Twitter cannot be held liable for posted content. Some people, including Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, believe that law, this law has been interpreted too broadly and has provided too many protections for the platforms. That could change with the court case. Longtime U.S. Pre Representative of California Barbara Lee launched her campaign today to replace California Senator Dianne Feinstein. Lee has led the Congressional Black and Progressive Caucuses. In a Twitter post, she outlined various personal and professional hardships that she believes made make her the best candidate for the job. Today marks the start of Mardi Gras 2023. Time, time to sport feathers, capes, and green, gold, and purple beads. Historically, Mardi Gras is the last Tuesday before Ash Wednesday and is French for Fat Tuesday. The day is celebrated by Western Christians around the world and ethnically French and Creole regions in the United States, primarily New Orleans, Louisiana. Pulitzer Prize winner and investigative journalist Nicole Hannah-Jones will visit USC's very own Bovard Auditorium at 6 p.m. this evening. Hannah Jones is perhaps best known for being the creator of the 1619 Project, which reframes American history to cast spotlight on black American contributions to society. The book she wrote on the subject has been adapted into a six-part docuseries streaming on Hulu. And those are some of today's headlines. Karen Bass and L.A. City Council members held a town hall Monday to discuss anti-Semitic violence after two Jewish men were shot last week. Here's Cami Toomey with the story. Monday night, L.A. Mayor Karen Bass and other officials led a town hall to condemn anti-Semitic violence after the shootings of two Jewish men. Last week, on Monday and Wednesday, two men were shot after leaving services at synagogues in the Pico-Robertson neighborhood. Both victims survived the attacks. A suspect was taken into custody Thursday and charged with federal hate crimes. 
During the town hall, Karen Bass addressed a crowd of 400 people, recognizing the community's fear of anti-Semitic violence in the wake of the shootings. Our Jewish community was terrorized, and that terror was felt across Los Angeles. First, we had one shooting, then a second, and we have no way of knowing if it's going to stop. During her speech, Bass made it clear that she stands in solidarity against anti-Semitism and that hate has no place in Los Angeles. Let me just say, when anti-Semitism crawls out of the shadows, make no mistake, Angelinos from every community stand united to stamp it out and to ensure that justice is served. Rabbi Noah Farkas, the president and CEO of the Jewish Federation of Greater Los Angeles, fears for the safety of the Jewish community. And his fear is founded in data. LAPD statistics show a 24% increase in anti-Semitic violence last year compared to 2021. The fear we feel is real. The horror we're experiencing is real. Our feelings of anger and fear have grown intensely here in LA in the wake of this week's, last week's abhorrent anti-Semitic shootings, and we know we're not alone. Paul Krikorian, the LA Council president, believes that hate should be addressed where it starts. So until we get to the root of the problem, no matter how much law enforcement we have, we're not going to put a stop to this kind of crime. We have to do it as a society. David Bokarsley, the executive director of the Jewish Public Affairs Committee of California, believes that hate is bigger than these incidences alone. Hate does not target just Jews. It targets everybody. It is bound up together. And when we, when we combat it together, um, we can really try to root it out from our society. This afternoon, L.A. City Councilwoman Katie Yaroslavsky filed a motion seeking more funding for the Jewish Federation of Greater Los Angeles Community Service Initiative. This initiative aims to provide security and support service to local Jewish institutions. Yaroslavsky is among the many city leaders who attended the town hall last night. For Annenberg Media, I'm Cami Toomey. Responders from LA County's search and rescue team returned home after a grueling two weeks in Turkey. Firefighters and canines were flown out to help sift through the rubble following the devastating 7.8 magnitude earthquake last week. Here's Anthony Slade with the story. The Los Angeles County Fire Department's urban search and rescue team made their return to California last night after a two-week deployment to Turkey. The team was sent in response to the earthquake that ravaged the country and neighboring Syria earlier this month. Chris Allender, the battalion chief of the department, says that they received a warm welcome upon arriving to the site of the quake. But uh, it became very apparent on, uh, on our first, uh, first day out there that uh, everybody was happy to see us and uh, they, were, they knew we were, we were there to help and uh, they treated us uh, with open arms. The 7.8 magnitude quake, which devastated the region on February 6th, has killed more than 48,000 across the two affected countries. This toll is only expected to rise as more bodies are uncovered by search and rescue teams. Firefighter John Paul Hilzebeck says that the department assisted in these efforts alongside his canine companion, who you might hear chewing on a squeaky toy. We were able to run the dogs and then kind of, for their hopes and everything, for their family members, just be able to search the piles and say that, hey, there's, there's people that have passed away or there's people that are still alive. We were able to, uh, you know, remove the rubble and hopefully find people. Since their return, another earthquake has struck the region. Just last night, a 6.4 magnitude quake killed at least six additional people, with hundreds of others injured. Although less deadly, this quake has intensified the structural devastation caused by the previous disaster. Russell Pettit, one of the deployed firefighters, speaks on the danger of sifting through the wreckage of an evolving scene. You're a little bit worried about the, the structures that you're in yourself, 
um, and it's just kind of a chaotic scene. And but just gotta be able to you know push some of that stuff out and uh, focus on the mission. Interim LA County Fire Chief Anthony C. Marone and LA County Public Works Director Mark Pastrella greeted the firefighters as they returned. William Gamble, one of the returning responders, was proud to extend a helping hand to the impacted region. When asked how he felt upon his arrival, he said this. Pretty tired, to be honest, but uh, very proud of our team and the way they performed and the way we were able to uh, bridge uh, some of the gaps and uh, knock down some of the political walls and, and um, improve the, the sentiment towards America. Despite the return of L.A. County's response team, Turkey and Syria will continue search and rescue efforts as the death toll nears 50,000. For Annenberg Media, I'm Anthony Slade. I'm Claire Fogarty. We're glad you're with us for From Where We Are. And I'm Nicole Bednar. It's nine minutes past the hour. Coming up, USG voting kicks off and a conversation with Anastasia Radulovic about walking in New York Fashion Week. Stay with us. It's election season, and the undergraduate student government is reaching out to eligible voters to participate in this semester's ongoing race. Anthony Klingerman is at the scene with this story. I'm live, standing here in front of Tommy Trojan. The campaign signs are out, and the students are showing up to the polls. The undergraduate student government has set up a table to facilitate and encourage voting for this semester's ongoing election. We have been pretty busy early on here at Tommy Trojan today. Levy has been pretty good turnout as well. Um, in terms of day-to-day -day turnout, it's going to vary, right, from Tuesday all the way to Sunday. But we are expecting a good turnout and hopefully going to exceed the turnout from last year. That was the voice of Omar Habab, one of the USG members manning the information table. QR codes will be available all week from the Tommy Trojan location and link to each of the candidates' information. Anvi Surapanani is a sophomore biochemistry major who received information from the USG booth and voted in this semester's election. I voted for, oh, I don't know their names, but I know their faces, like Ashley and someone else, whoever she was running with for president. I liked their, their bullets on their Google Docs which share their points that they're running for. And I know like most of the time they're not like successful or they don't really achieve much, but I can see what kind of platform they're running on and what they care about, whether it be like social issues or maybe not social issues. Habab also spoke to me about the significance of student participation and the importance of continued voter turnout. Right, it's important for students to be involved for USG to really bridge the gap between the administration, the students, and the student government. Student government works on a multitude of projects that really help benefit the student body and enhance the overall experience for all Trojans on campus. The USG has had trouble engaging with students in the past. Annenberg Radio News previously reported that only one-fifth of eligible voters participate in the election, and I personally couldn't find the second tabling location meant to be set up at Levy Library. For Annenberg Media, I'm Anthony Klingerman. Fashion Month is in full swing with shows in New York last week, London this week, and Milan and Paris coming later this month. The high fashion world can be intimidating to outsiders like us, so we wanted to bring in someone on the inside. We have with us sophomore Anastasia Radulovic, who walked the runway in New York last week. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Um, so can you tell us about your experience you had last week? 
Yeah, so I traveled back to my hometown, New York City, for Fashion Week, and I walked for the Radar NYC, and it was a collective um, show where there was a bunch of different designers. It was my first time walking in a show. I've done other events for New York Fashion Week before and, like, photo shoots, but this was my first time walking on the runway, and it was just like amazing experience. I loved it. Great. So out of everything, what would you say is the most exciting part? I think having the opportunity to showcase the designer's pieces and kind of just showing that to the world and having that honor, is that was my favorite part. And to the everyday person, why does Fashion Week matter? I think that it's a collective experience to kind of just see all of these designers new designs essentially and kind of just see what's new in fashion and kind of like integrating everybody's like lives together. So going off of that, were there any styles on the runway this year that you hope to see trickle down into the mainstream? Yeah, I think just both in Fashion Week and kind of just seeing who is at Fashion Week, I feel like the Adidas like Sambas have been very and I'm wearing them right now. Um I actually, I was walking in during the summer with them, me and my friends, and we got stopped by a, a Vogue, like, photographer, and they were called, like, the, and we did, like, a shoot with him, and they were called, like, the shoe of the summer, and I think they're kind of integrating even now, so I definitely think that's going to go even more mainstream. So impromptu Vogue photo shoot? Yeah. <laughs> Life of a model. <laughs> yeah. um, so... Are there any myths or stereotypes about fashion modeling that you want to bust? Yeah, I think that there's kind of a myth that models can be um, is kind of just scary or kind of just like, you know, just like a toxic environment. And that's just like the complete opposite experience of what I've had. Everybody was so nice and sweet and just excited to be there. So definitely want to bust that myth. Yeah. When did you start modeling? So I worked at Brandy Melville from like April 2021 and that's where I kind of started modeling for the brand and then I just met a bunch of different people and kind of got into fashion that way and then have had just different experiences based on that. What has been your favorite experience so far modeling? Oh my goodness. I think the, I mean I would have to say fashion week but besides that I think the um like mini photo shoot with Vogue I think because that was very just like random and kind of just like on the street which is one of the things I love about New York you're kind of just like constantly just meeting people out of the blue yeah I think I would say that so kind of talking about fashion and the trends you love the Sambas but what is your least favorite trend that you've been seeing like around USC and LA Okay, I would have to say I haven't seen it as much this semester just because it's kind of it's been cold. But I would say I've seen a lot of Bermuda shorts last semester Mm. and kind of just like in the warmth. I think that's my least favorite trend I've seen. Is there anything you think USC students do well when it comes to fashion? I think I have to say like sweatsuits. I've seen a lot of different cool sweatsuits and a lot of like originality some people I feel like yeah okay do you think you could show us your little model walk yeah okay (laughs) can we get some fashion music playing up in there (laughs) yeah if possible (laughs) okay yes 
Okay. Wait, the turn. Yes. The turn. It was so good. That little turn. Yeah. So relaxed with the arms. Like, it was just beautiful. Yeah, and guys, we did not have a lot of space in here, and that <laughs> was even really amazing. And I think a, a good model can, you know, form to any environment, exactly. which um, is very impressive. Yes. And then to top it all off, fit check. Who are you wearing? Okay. <laughs> right now I'm wearing my Sambas and then I'm wearing some Levi's and I'm wearing an Aritzia bodysuit. Yeah, classic like, and simple. Yeah, well, classic. thank you so much for joining yeah, us and so sharing much. your experience. And we'll have you back maybe yeah, for yeah. next year's Hope fashion to see you week on the in cover September. Of Vogue. Thank you. <laughs> And that's all we have time for on today's From Where We Are. Meredith McCabe produced today's show with Jeffrey Lee, Val Diaz, and Issa Johnson. We also got help from Mallory Cara. Aaron Lee is our live stream manager, and Derek Renfro composed our theme music. We are also streaming live on YouTube at Annenberg Radio News. Subscribe to From Where We Are on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Finally, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Annenberg Radio. I'm Nicole Bednar. And I'm Claire Fogarty. From all of us at Annenberg Radio, wherever you are, we hope you'll join us again for From Where We Are. Okay, speaking back of trends, what about you? What's your least favorite trend at USC? Um, I think that Goyard tote bags are really played out. What wow. about you? Controversial. I think slippers. Any type of like Adidas slippers, Uggs. Put your feet away. Thanks, guys. <laughs>